0: Hi, welcome to episode 48 of Talk About the Passion. The year is now 2020, so happy new year to you, unless you're listening to this six months from now, in which case, I uh, hope you're enjoying the beach today. My guest today is James Corey. James is an original member of the Boston-based metal band Malaya Rage. This was my first time meeting James. He was kind enough to invite me to his place and talk about his life and music, how he got into it, the formation of some of his early bands, that eventually led to joining up with Founder uh, and the only other constant member of uh, Malaya Rage, Anthony Nichols. The history of Malaya Rage is long, and James is able to walk me through some great memories of uh, touring early on with uh, bands like Metal Church, as well as uh, all the different lineup changes they've had. Uh, we talk a bit about the metal scene in Boston in the 80s, as well as a great story involving Brad Delp, which you know I'm always going to want to hear. James was the perfect guest for this podcast. He's had a huge passion for music since he was a young kid and loves playing music because he loves playing music. This was my first recording in a bit and I was getting over a cold, so I'm a little bit uh, yeah heavy in this one. Regardless, I had a great time talking with James and I also want to give a quick shout out to Tony Quintiliani for getting me connected with James to make this happen. So thanks, Tony. I'm on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and try to post there regularly to keep you updated. So if you search for Talk About the Passion podcast in those places, you should be able to find me. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can subscribe so you don't miss an upcoming episode. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the regular podcast places. Thanks again for listening. Here we go with episode 48, Get the Let Out with James Corey. All right, I'm here with uh, James Corey, uh, Malaya Rage. Uh, how you doing today, man? I'm outstanding. How about yourself? Very good. Very good. good. Uh, thanks for having me over oh, here. Too. Thanks
1: for having me, and um, you know, thanks for making the trip. And it's, yeah. it's already. I'm. Uh, I'm. It's a pleasure to meet you.
0: Thanks. Nice to meet you too. Uh, so, where did you uh,
1: grow up? Uh, Burlington, Mass. Burlington, Mass. Yeah, about 20 minutes north of Boston. Yeah, and uh, that's where I kind of. Started cutting my teeth with with music. Yeah, yeah. What
0: did what did you do there? As a, as a kid um, I just remember it. like
1: a, as a, as a as a young kid, I remember like my dad would. He was the one that showed me that if you play uh, the Abbey Road record backwards, it said I bury Paul. My dad. Yeah, I think yeah. my dad was trying to scare <laughs> me, but like he was so into it. And my mom wasn't around right. at the time, or she was at work or whatever. Yeah. And I remember that. Yeah. I remember my mom. um When they get me my first guitar, they get me some songbooks: Jim Croce, John Denver. Oh yeah. Uh, and Simon and Garfunkel, and I remember when Jim Croce passed away, mm-hmm. they played him on Midnight Special as a rerun or whatever. Yeah. And my mom had, like, tears in her eyes. She got me out of bed to watch it. Oh, she really? She knew that we listened yeah. to that kind of stuff together. Yeah.
0: So your, your parents were into music. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. So they were a big influence with how, how young were you when you first started? Uh, I think I was like nine when I got my first
1: guitar yeah but i mean growing up um whenever we'd have babysitters over we'd listen to we would crank up my parents beatles records yeah, yeah. fifth dimension Beach oh yeah, Boys. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh paul simon's solo record simon and garfunkel uh, yeah john denver i'm sure there's a, a, yeah. a lot more but right those are the ones that stood out you know yeah and uh, how old were you when you first got a guitar i think i think i was nine but my mom bought like one of those Acoustic, so I couldn't get my hands on oh, yeah, the front yeah. of Yeah,
0: and the, the strings were like a foot off. of the, the. So
1: I think they waited another year and got me another acoustic, and I, I started taking lessons from like the kid down the street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like it, because I couldn't play the guitar, I'd t- have a tennis racket with like masking tape on the handle <laughs> as frets. Oh yeah, yeah. My mom would walk in and I'd be jamming <laughs> on that. And uh, I remember like the Boston album was on the radio. And, oh okay. And that just blew me away. Yeah. And I had heard... I have a uncle who's only 10 years older than me. Yeah. And so he kind of turned me on to Aerosmith. Yeah. And I think, like, I heard... You were into the comedy records? Yeah, yeah. Steve I,
0: Martin and George Carlin. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh... My dad had, like, the Monty Python ones and stuff. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: The white one with the guy on the front, real small, with the, yeah, yeah. the foot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. And I used to listen to those. Oh, so okay, yeah.
0: Memorize those skits. Yeah.
1: Oh, nice. And Cheech and Chong. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I'd be on the school bus at, like, age 10 <laughs> or 11. And I know, and it's funny, yeah. I know. And
0: it's funny. So your family let you, uh were able to listen to those. Yeah, with headphones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to think parents now, you know, would you let your 10-year-old kid listen to right? the Cheech and Chong albums, so... So this uncle was an influence, too, with uh, music and yeah, comedy and that he, kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, he played, like, uh, some Stones for me in Bad Company and okay. uh, Thin Lizzy. And, yeah. And all of a sudden, I was 12, and I I stopped playing sports with my friends. I'm like, I yeah. think I like music better than football. <laughs> and they're like, what are you, crazy? Right. Like, you're not going to come out and play sports every day after school? I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna go home and like play my guitar now.
0: Yeah, so you
1: immersed yourself in, yeah. in music at that point. Yeah, Aerosmith in Boston like just changed my whole, you know, from the early Beatles yeah. stuff to all of a sudden this yeah. stuff. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, because that was stuff was so catchy too, and it was heavy and big sounding. And uh, yeah. So in that age, I think that's kind of what you're looking for to in, in in music. We Especially. all have
1: our our albums that we remember when they came out. You yeah,
0: know? yeah, yeah. So that first Boston one. Do you, you remember the first time you heard that?
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh, I, the first time I heard Make It Yeah, By Aaron, by Aaron Smith. Smith, yeah. And i just stare at the covers <laughs> and look at the line of notes and be like, yeah. this one what I want to do. Like, yeah.
0: You know, look at Joe Perry. I'm like, he's right. a really cool dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> Did you uh, start going to live concerts early on?
1: Not until I was uh, 15, 16. I think I saw Cheap Trick. Okay. Down in Providence. Our friend's dad drove us down there. Yeah and I didn't know Cheap Trick right. but my friend it was his favorite band and um, so I, I I experienced that whole concert at the very yeah. end Steven Tyler and Joe Perry came out and I, yeah. they played two songs one was Day Tripper oh wow, and one was a Stone song that I didn't know at the time right. and uh, after that concert Steven Tyler was, like, running around outside, like, yeah. jumping on the hoods of cars with his fringe boots and just, like, yeah. as a maniac. Right. And I ended up getting his autograph that oh, day. Wow. Nice. And then he was, like, my idol. Yeah. So, I mean, to this day. Yeah, his yeah. His autobiography. Yeah. And I've met him a few times, and right. he's always been, like, the rock star to oh, me. Oh, yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. So you, did you see them a bunch of times? Oh, yeah. 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 They were always kind of hit or miss in, in that era, too. Yeah. Just, uh... Being drunk on, on stage and that kind of thing, but uh, but yeah, they, I think they, I love their their stuff. Up even even through the later stuff, I think is uh, is great. Yeah.
1: Like to how long? Yeah, yeah. So how how long do you did you think was great?
0: Uh. Well, up to up to draw the line, I love, but then I, mm-hmm. I do I have a soft spot for like the Night in the Ruts album. I think sure. it's pretty good. Uh, even the Rock in a Hard Place has a few good songs. I'll crank
1: you know. up the whole album yeah. Rock in
0: a Hard Place. It's so loud. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like a lo- yeah, yeah. Um, it's a different Aerosmith album. But, yeah, uh, definitely. And then even when they came back with like Permanent Vacation and Pump, I thought those those were pretty good. So, okay. Like I never got into like the rock ballads stuff they did, but uh, right. That's when they but, started making real money. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, they earned their, you know, their the place. Same, yeah. Absolutely. Aside from that one lineup change, it's been the same band yeah. ever since, you know, when uh, Perry left for a little while. In Whitford. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Which brings me to, so so now I'm like 15, Yeah. and um, my friend and I had a band. He played drums. He was a huge Kiss fan. Yeah. I... Didn't get into it, because yeah. I'd hear it every day at his house. Right, so right. I, I got my fill. Okay, yeah, um, And Aerosmith was my band. Yeah, And we found out that uh, Brad Whitford's mom worked in Derry, New Hampshire, which is five minutes away yeah, from whatever, Burlington, by bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we started going to her place of work and just talking to her for an hour. She oh, was a receptionist. Really? and She gave us all the time in the world. We'd be oh, answering all the questions about Aerosmith. And, yeah. um, so we hounded her. And we actually, so my friend and I, we were just a drummer and a guitar player. Yeah. We learned a bunch of songs, probably 10 or 15 songs, whatever. Yeah. And we talked to her into coming to see us play at the elementary school, the local elementary oh, school. Oh, wow. And I'm like, hey, we're playing Train Captain Rolling, you got to come see us. <laughs> now, this poor woman, I don't think she knew it was just me and a drummer. <laughs> right. And we couldn't play our instruments, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had, I had a black leather vest with an upside down cross like I was Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> And my mom had to drop me off right. at the elementary awesome. school with his like, it's like seven year old kids buying popsicles. What? Uh, it, and we played like on a flatbed trailer. Just we, we played like five songs, and amazing. she came and watched us. And <laughs> did that. What, what kind of guitar did you have at that point? Um, so my first electric was a seventy two Fender Bronco oh, okay. that my mom bought me when I was like eleven or twelve. I had yeah. to sign a contract with my parents saying if they bought me an electric guitar, I'd be as good on the electric as I. No, I'd be as good on the acoustic as I am on the electric, because mm-hmm. they figured I'd throw the acoustic away right. and Right, yeah, yeah. So I had to sign a contract, and then they went out and bought me a Gibson amp Yeah. and the Fender Bronco. But then um, I think for my 15th birthday, my uncle had a hand in this, and I yeah. had a 1970 uh, Fender Stratocaster, Yeah. which I thought was like the greatest, oh, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: at the time. Was right. Wow, I wish I still had that. <laughs> and who were who some of your favorite guitar players at that point? At
1: that point, it was pretty much Joe Perry yeah. uh, when I was 15. Yeah, I think it was, you know, Joe Perry and I don't know. I mean, yeah. Priest. I, mean, I was yeah. listening, but Now I'm listening to Priest and Scorpions. Okay, yeah. Um, I think by then it was Def Leppard. As a matter of fact, the second concert I ever saw was Def Leppard, Scorpions, Priest at the Orpheum. Oh wow! And that might have been an '81. Yeah, up his first yeah. record. Oh, okay. Yeah. On through the night, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And I think uh, I forget the Scorpions album was a Love yeah. Drive at the time, where they yeah. still touring for that, maybe. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Or Animal Magnetism. Animal Magnetism. I'm so bad with dates. Yeah, I know. I always I'll go back and go. Oh, that was 1980. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you think of certain things like that, like I was that young into that, you know. So, but I think we grew up in a different time where. Word of mouth. I mean, it's easy for kids to find stuff now. Mm-hmm. The word of mouth thing, I thought, was it took some stuff. time. And yeah, yeah, it would make it out to us. And um, so, did she ever? Uh, did you ever end up meeting Brad Whitford? I that?
1: did, but not through her. Which okay. is Funny. Yeah. So then we found out that Brad Delt, the singer in Boston, lived in Londonderry. Oh like yeah, yeah, Farmhouse out in the right. countryside. Yeah. And I don't know how because there was no internet. And, right. Uh, we rode our bicycles down some dirt road and yeah. looked for his mailbox and we actually found it. <laughs> oh, awesome. And he was home. His wife was like working, I guess. And yeah. He was home with the baby. Right. And uh, he let us in the house. Oh, wow. And we told him how we're in a band. And yeah. He asked us if we played any Boston stuff at the time and we, yeah. we didn't. I hadn't right. learned any. I thought the guitars were too
0: technological. Yeah, like, technological, yeah. Technological, like yeah, yeah. the sound and all. I was kind of afraid. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm playing Yeah, gun The gun sound was, yeah. <laughs> Was definitely yeah, uh, yeah. It was big. It sounded like, like it was from some, somewhere else. Like yeah,
1: that. yeah. So uh, he his wife had bought him a, a guitar. I forget what kind it was, but it had the the Beatles mural painted on the back. Oh wow! And he let me kind of pick on that for a yeah. few minutes, and nice. we talked for like half hour. And I really uh, wish I had kept that relationship up because we ended up being label mates. We were both with uh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, you yeah. Know, you ten were, years later, I know, and right? I never went and saw him again after that. Yeah. And
0: I, that's it's kind of right?
1: too bad, like, hey, thanks for letting me in your house <laughs> when I was a 15-year-old stranger. I know, right? You it's know? interesting,
0: yeah. Huh. Yeah, bro, uh, Fran Sheehan lived in my in Swampscot, where I oh, yeah? grew up, yeah. Did you ever run into him? I never. I would, you'd see him, like, every once in a while. And then in the summers, they used to have these, uh, like, the, the, like, a fireworks thing on 4th of July, and then in the day, they would have, like, live music. And I feel like there was a couple times where there was, like, a super group that had, like him and maybe uh, someone from the Joe Perry project oh, I think. Wow. maybe Charlie Farron or, wow. or yeah. one of those people would do these jam sessions And but I remember Fran Sheehan was always part of those it was like Fran Sheehan and friends or something Yeah. <laughs> silly like that but that, that would have been like 1982 83 I was like 12 13 years hmm. old so cool memories um, of stuff I, was, I, fact, yeah.
1: I did bring Brad Delp to like our, our school for like don't look back and come out maybe a year or two prior yeah and I actually had him come to like career night or something like oh, that wow. I'm the one that brought him in there oh, and awesome. he signed autographs for the 50 yeah. people that were in the room you yeah know? and the, they all crammed into one little classroom yeah
0: I don't think that's the teachers cool. understood who he was until they got <laughs> <Right>. there <laughs> so he was, he was a, he, I've heard that he was one of the most down to earth uh, yeah. rock guys which I feel like a lot of the, the, the Boston rock stars that have gotten bigger like that I saw uh, Gary Sharone in Newberry Comics one day in uh, Peabody, year like ten years ago or whatever. And some guy was in there and he was like, "Oh my God, Gary Sharone, how you doing?" You know, and like, <laughs> and he was so nice to the guy and he was like, "Hey, you know, I really appreciate it." And he's like, "Hey, uh, hold on," and he went out to his van and Gary Sharone came back with a, a like an extreme dvd oh, form that had just come out like that's a, awesome he's like here man you can have it you know and the guy was like but he was very uh nice to the guy you know so it was uh, that's cool that's kind cool of cool to see yeah we should be yeah yeah <laughs> as opposed to maybe Richard blackmore <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah um so now you started getting into more heavier
1: stuff yeah i remember um so now i probably have my driver's license at this point and i heard blizzard of oz for the first time mm. and that's Set me through the roof, too. Yeah, actually, be- before that, Van Halen. Oh, yeah, 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 my uncle oh, gave yeah. me the first Van Halen cassette, yeah, or album. And and you know, that was a game I, I changer. I listened to him right? talking, yeah, definitely yeah. game changer. Listen to the guitars on that, and yeah, uh, like what the heck, yeah. And then Blizzard of Oz, and you know, I was already into like Sabbath and stuff like that, but yeah, you know, Randy with his sound oh, all yeah. like, coming in with this. Faster. Yeah, you didn't hear that
0: kind of guitar playing before uh, Eddie and, and Randy and those guys. Yeah. Richie Blackmore, but he wasn't he wasn't playing like that. Right. It mean, was
1: But I like the, the Richie Blackmore, like the neoclassical sound. Yeah, yeah, of course. And like Uli, Uli Roth oh, and yeah, yeah, Scorpions, really rock, yeah. he was always one of my early favorites, the yeah. early Scorpion stuff.
0: Sales of Sharon. Oh yeah. Yeah. All that the oh, intro boy. to that song is they, <laughs> Still gives me like chills when I hear it.
1: It so, it's definitely stands the test of time. Yeah, it's yeah. timeless stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, I got into that their early, early stuff way later. Like I, I only kind of knew them from uh, the album with the zoo on it, Animal, Animal Magnetism. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother had that, so I only kind of knew them from that. Blackout and forward, and then maybe in the last twenty years, I finally went back and I think I had heard the Tokyo tapes, and that was, yeah, like, that was the one that was like. Blew my mind when I heard that and Fly to the Rainbow, all that. Yeah, uh, that yeah. Album. Stone the Crow. Or, no, uh, Lonesome, Lonesome Crow, Crow. Yeah, yeah. Stone the Crow. Was, uh, <laughs> Phil and Selmo's down. That band. That's uh, that one his songs. Um, so yeah. So what other kind of stuff were, were you getting into? So uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I pretty much everything that was metal at the time, except. i I listen to Accept. They were my favorite band for yeah. the longest time. Wolf Hoffman to this yeah. day. Yeah, is one of my influences and one of the guys I can just always listen to. I love his new classical stuff.
0: Like oh yeah, yeah. Um, Where were you? Uh, get, were you going to Rocket Records up in uh, Natchitoches?
1: No, uh, I, I moved to uh, New Hampshire with my family in '77 or '78. Mm-hmm. So I was 13 at the time. Now, okay. okay. So yeah, I kind of skipped over that part. So mm-hmm. Now I'm up in New Hampshire. Me and my drummer were like the only two long hairs in high school. I think. Yeah other than like a senior that played guitar and he was playing Bruce Springsteen stuff at oh, the local yeah. parties for all yeah. the cool kids. Right, right. But we were playing Judas Priest, but we were like right. young kids and nobody, yeah. you know, nobody was going to listen to us or yeah. have us involved. Right. So if we were like the only other two kids in, in high school that I know of that were into, you know, we were in our Aerosmith shirts and we were yeah. the only ones. in Derry High School.
0: Yep. You know?
1: burnouts. <laughs> yeah. Burnouts. Remember that? We called us burnouts. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Very, too much. <laughs> so, uh, we ended up getting the rest of the band together me and this drummer Yeah. we found a rhythm guitar player and um, a kid up the street his older brother had a guitar Yeah. but we didn't have a bass player we right. One had a bass so we just told him to take a couple strings off and just play like just play the low E on the right. six <laughs> and we just show him how to play
0: low E yeah, on the yeah. guitar that's awesome
1: <laughs> so now we have this band we were practicing at my parents basement and uh, they ended up kicking me out for I used to skip school with one of my older friends, and he'd drive me to my parents' house. Yeah. Sorry, Mom and Dad.
0: I'm sure they already know this.
1: <laughs> We'd skip school and play guitars and drink beers. Yeah. You know? But then my band kicked me out because they'd come over to practice after school, and I'd be probably two beers in, and I'd be wasted. Right, right. <laughs> like, and they kicked me out because they're like, you're not taking it seriously right. enough, and, yeah. you know, you you got other things going on. Right. So I ended up... um I think I ended up playing... Uh, my sister plays drums. She's oh, a drummer okay. from Muck and the Myers. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I
0: didn't know that, yeah. She's a phenomenal drummer. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool band, too. You like them? You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they like that garage band. They yeah. all wear, like... They all wear the, the, the same... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, yeah, they're really good. I think they just played a couple weeks ago somewhere. Someone, Probably Sally Rose. Maybe, yeah. Someone on my feed posted pictures of them, so...
1: So I think her and I started playing. She was... 13, Okay. but I had a driver's license, so we hooked up with these guys down at Derry, and they were like probably 21, 22,
0: yeah.
1: but we were good enough at our instruments that right. we could, you know, we're not going to go anywhere, we're going to practice right. in the garage, you yeah, know? Yeah. and we did that for a few months, and then uh, I was helping somebody move, and I was wrapping up, what was it, Boston Phoenix paper? Oh, yeah, yeah. The classified ad said, Yeah. it said, Rhythm Guitar right. Player Wanted for Boston Aerosmith Tribute Band. Oh, wow. And I guess they were like in Lawrence practicing. Yeah. So I bit the bullet and I, I went down for an audition. These guys were all 23, 24. Right. They'd been in some Boston bands, right. in Miami in the Cosmetics, Kevin oh, right. the yeah. 45s. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they took me in. They took me oh, in nice. that night. They, so we started playing Aerosmith covers, right. being the tribute. Yeah. And so we did that for about a year. What was the name of that? Last Child. Oh,
0: okay, nice.
1: It was, uh, so right now, the lead guitar player was Mark Ferrari from Kiel. Oh, really? And Ferrari and Cold Sweat. Yeah. He was actually the guitar player on Wayne's World. Oh, really? Yeah. He's oh, the guy that looks exactly like Joe Perry. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so he was the Joe Perry. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, so,
1: so we did that for about a year, and then we moved out. Uh, two of the guys were going to move out to Hollywood. Yeah. One of them had a girlfriend out there somehow, I don't know. Right. And then uh, the bass player was going to go, and... Do his thing too. So I jumped in the back seat. At, I think now I'm 18. Right. I was. I kind of quit school. But I had like a couple months left to graduate, and I just right. bailed. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to Hollywood, Yeah. You know. <laughs> so I jumped mm. in the back seat. We drove across country. We got an yeah. apartment out in Hollywood. Yeah. And we looked for a drummer and a other guitar player. Yeah. What year like, would this have been? Eighty three. Eighty three. Okay. Yeah. Mid eighty three. Yeah and uh, we had one car between the three of us yeah none of us had jobs right <laughs> the singer was like shacking up with his girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> um, the singer ended up just hanging out with his girl and the bass player uh, he ended up hooking up with Punky Meadows from Angel oh yeah and they started like writing tunes together or oh, okay. rehearsing together I don't yeah. know if he was getting Angel back together or starting yeah. something new I forget huh. So I have, like, my Marshall stack with no car and no job <laughs> and one guitar, and I didn't know anybody, and I'm right. taking the bus to look for auditions. Yeah.
0: And That's just, not the place to be. I to and win. No. Yeah.
1: I couldn't get any of the clubs because I was underage. Right, yeah. I did get into the Rainbow, like, once. I got into Gazaris once. Yeah. I got into the Troubadour once, but other than that, I couldn't go out. These guys were going out on a yeah. nightly basis. Yeah. And I'm sitting home, like, drinking by myself. Right. Oh. Playing guitar, doing nothing. Yeah. But I met a lot of people out there. Yeah, made a lot of contacts. Yeah, and um, I came home, like a year later—not even a year later. Right. I'm glad I did. Yeah, because my path went, you know. Yeah, Yeah. I think probably turned out better than if I had stayed out there. Yeah. Maybe got involved with some bad people or something. Yeah, yeah, of
0: course. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. uh, So this is this one. uh, When did Malaya rage? That was
1: um, that was a. Few years later, I met Tony through the Boston Phoenix. Yeah, he was looking for a guitar player. Yep. Yeah. that was an eighty-five, eighty-six. Yeah. So when I came back from California, I was—I think I went to a, a show watching a band do a sound check in uh, this guy from Methuen, Mass. Yeah, he was in a band called Malaya Craze. Oh yeah. And they were like half covers, half originals. Yeah. And they were more like glam rock. Right. Motley Crue kind of stuff. Yeah. And he asked me if I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure, I'm not doing nothing. Yeah. So I did that with them for about six months to a year. Yeah. Um, and then one of the guys went to Florida and the singer wanted to quit. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not starting all over. I mean, right. I, I don't want to continue this playing. It's half covers. Right. And then I saw Tony's ad looking yeah. for original metal.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I went down an audition with Tony.
0: Yeah.
1: He didn't really like me at the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I was too rock for his metal. Yeah. He wanted to be Metallica Metallica. And I was like, well, I listen to Michael Shanker, right. Joe Perry, Uwe yeah. Roth. Yeah. It, you know, and uh but I, I kept calling him and I went back down a second time and yeah. he's like, just work your ass off and yeah. learn these songs and make yeah. up some good leads and help yeah. me
0: write and Nice. And it ended up working out. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, when you have that initial two sort of different things coming together, it, mm-hmm. a lot of times it makes something even better, you know? Like they complement each all, other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you get got five guys that just all want to be anthrax or something, right. it's just going to be another cookie cutter, you know, generic thing. So having, because I, when I listen to the early Malaya Rage, I hear like Riot and Michael Shanker and... and that kind of stuff. In mm-hmm. there, so, But with, like, thrash, too, you know, so... Yeah, if you have two guys doing them.
1: the same thing, yeah. it's what's the sense, right? Yeah, but,
0: yeah.
1: Nice. So, so, yeah, Tony wanted to be, you know, Metallica, too. And right. I'm like, well, that's cool. I love the songs. <laughs> I love right, the songs right. Tony was writing. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, we kind of complimented each other. and Yeah. I just, I work my can off. I just, right. I, I try to pull from all my influences and... Yeah. And takes takes all those note by note of what's yeah. going on in the background and make it a make it a little song as opposed to just a bunch of licks. Right. Know?
0: Yeah. And I kind of just fell into that little groove and then yeah. And it worked out. It, so he did. Did he have a rhythm section already as well? We he had like his
1: high school friends and yeah. they'd come and go. Yeah. You know, we lose a bass player, get another bass player, drummer. Right. Um, so I. Uh, I took the, the singer from Malaya Craze yeah. and he joined for a little while. Okay. And then he quit. Uh, then we found Mike and Stu. Yeah. And uh, I was leaning up against my guitar case that had a Malaya Craze sticker on it. Yeah. And he's like, What's that? I'm like, it was my old band that I was in. He's like, That's I want that name, but let's change Craze to Rage or something. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I, it might have been Stu. I I just remember Mike and right. Stu with the new guys. And yeah.
0: I'm like, whatever you guys want, you know, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's very intimidating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did uh, did the initial band hear about that? So like, I actually
1: it? called him up. I called the guitar player, founder from Laya Craze. And yeah. he like, like, I don't give a crap. He goes, we're not using it. What are you going to do with it? You know? Right. And I'm like, all right, as long as I get your
0: blessing. Right. And then hmm. I saw him a few years later and he was pissed. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And that, and that name is derived from, what, what is the... We like,
1: like to tell stories. They told me... Something about an Indian tribe that painted their faces, smoked opium, and yeah. got all crazy over the fire before right. war, the night before war,
0: you know? Yeah. Okay.
1: And so we kinda of used that and okay.
0: Yeah. And that killed the survive album. Yeah. Almost encompasses that exact
1: thing. Yeah, the whole Native American thing, which yeah. Yeah. we weren't sure if that should be like an Eddie thing with with Iron Maiden and right. keep it going yeah, or not. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't want to get trapped in that right. album yeah. covers, but yeah.
0: So how how uh, when how long before when you started did you guys then start playing out
1: Um oh probably 2 years yeah with all the lineup changes
0: yeah so you guys were able to like sort of figure out you know the best it's kind of cool that you you know sounds yeah, like you guys worked on the sound.
1: For, yeah, we made sure everybody was in place. Everybody yeah. could play their parts, and and we were all into it. It wasn't yeah. just a weekend hobby. We were, yeah, we were rehearsing two nights line a week. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we had enough songs. Yeah. And I think we started playing out in '87. We only did seven shows. Yeah. So, Tony had had helped out Gang Green. Yeah. For a few months, playing live. Yeah. Um, and he met Al Peters, their manager, through yeah. that way. Okay. And Tony, Tony had called me. He goes, I'm going to do a little stint with Gangrene, but I'm going to meet some people. And yeah. I'm like, You got to come back because we have a good thing going. Here. Yeah, yeah. And that was before Mike and Stu and all that. But that's right. how he met Al Peters. And Al Peters, once Malaya Rage was going, I think our seventh show, we had Epic and Atlantic Records come down. Oh, that's great. To watch us at the channel. Yeah. And they both actually made offers that week. Oh, wow. So we were like this, you know? Yeah, yeah. But Epic had made the better deal, and yeah. they told us they were going to really take us on as a family as opposed to being lost. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we thought that sounded better. Yeah. And then you, so you put out the first uh, Kilters of was the first.
1: Yeah, that was the first one. I remember our first show, though, I gotta tell you this because you know the guys. Yeah. Our first show, I was backstage like warming up on guitar and I'm I'm feeling good about myself which is one of the three times in my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling really I'm like really confident I'm very excited it's our first show yeah. I'm a lead guitar player in a right. new metal band in Boston Yeah. and I heard Rich Spielberg warming up yeah.
0: okay. <laughs> in the other room <laughs> yeah.
1: who was headlining Yeah. and I didn't even want to go out on stage yeah. after that and yeah. I'm like
0: Just intimidated. I
1: gotta go home and take lessons
0: now <laughs> I can't go out there yeah very intimidating yeah but they're like the sweetest guy, you know. Oh, we're so, friends yeah. to this day, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Um, do, you rem- do you remember who else was on that, that bill?
1: I don't. It might, yeah. have just been, it might have just been us and them. Yeah. It was at Celebration on a Wednesday right. night.
0: Yeah, I went to a bunch of those shows there. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah those, those are, are good times. Good yeah. days, yeah. yeah. Narcissus upstairs. And yeah. And then for a year, for a while... Sort of later, I think it was maybe 89, the channel was doing like metal nights on like Tuesdays. They had like, I think King Diamond was there one night, Pantera. Oh, wow. I was. All sorts. I was there of for that. Pantera. Yeah.
1: With Rat Child
0: America? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who else? And King's X I saw there. Rigor Mortis. Uh, just a bunch of those, uh, like, sort of right before death metal sort of started happening. Came in. Yeah. But going, but so going back. Uh, so he was a he played with Gangrene for a little while and then yeah I think it was like a few months and yeah and then you guys get signed and we get signed yeah and uh, did you tour from
1: after that we did we um we did the states yeah. for eight ten weeks yeah and uh, I, you know this is where this is where my memory is just bad <laughs> I think we cut the tour short by like four dates. I don't know if Mike was homesick. He was young at the time. He was—if we were 22, Mike was probably 18. Right. Okay. I don't know if he was homesick. He said his voice wasn't feeling great. we We just stick it out. We got like four shows left. Every show is another possible amount of fans. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, So we canceled like the last four dates, and then I heard we were offered a tour with Exodus, Um, and we passed that up. Oh wow. For I don't wanna I'm not want i am not going to blame it on any one person, right, right, but we yeah. just we didn't go. Yeah. And that was really bad. Yeah. So we went back and, and recorded the second record. Yeah. Um and then we went to Europe for like for the three or five weeks. I, I don't remember. Right. Let's say four weeks just to cut yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, we toured with gangrene over there. We toured oh, okay. with Metal Church here. Okay. And uh, we toured with Gang Green over there. Nice. And yeah. their fans were pissed because we filled in for somebody. I, it might have been Corrosion. Oh, so it was like a last-minute
0: change that yeah. you guys to the tour. might have been
1: like Agnostic Front or Corrosion, right. or, and they were pissed. Like, we didn't come here to see fucking Metallica. <laughs> we wanted to see, you know, Punk. Right, yeah. But we had some fans, too. I remember seeing, like, people with signs, you know. Yeah,
0: and that was the era, too, when... Those musics, I think, started... Like, the fans started to crossover. Absolutely. 85, like 87, you know. That had already that started, yeah. Yeah. So...
1: And this was in, like, 89... Actually, 90, early 90. Okay, yeah. When we were over there.
0: Yeah. And we and had so, a blast. Yeah. And you guys were... So, when you did the first tour in the United States, how were you guys... Uh, received and how was that experience just great around.
1: Oh great. We thought and I've heard this before too, we thought we were on our way, you know. We, yeah, yeah. We had a bus. They gave us a bus for our first tour. Yeah. Like who gets a bus for their first <laughs> tour? We you know, yeah, it's yeah. like we're on the radio. Right, right. But we were on M T V, you know, headbangers ball. Yeah. Which helped a lot. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, we were <laughs> We live in the life. You yeah. Know? I, I yeah. quit work for three months. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I can, hopefully I'll never come back. You know? <laughs> between that and the studio, yeah, three months. Course. We were like living at the studio in Rhode Island. Yeah. We just buy lockout for like four weeks. Right. And just all live there. Nice. And yeah, <laughs> like I don't care. My rent's getting paid. And I can yeah. eat. Yeah. I'll do this for the rest of my life. You know? Yeah.
0: And then, uh, so going to Europe, how we were the side from the. You know, some of the fans, the the hardcore people, not. It was, but you gain a lot of... Uh... I don't know,
1: it was like, it was probably 60-40 positive, yeah, if not yeah, more. Yeah. I, all I took back was positive things from that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to yeah. go to Europe and, yeah. you well, know, you know, it wasn't and... like I was taking home a check every week. Right. But I didn't have to worry about money.
0: Yeah, and you were doing something and you love doing, doing whatever, anyway from yeah. early on, so.
1: And, and uh, you know, obviously we made fans over there. and. Yeah there's a lot of metal kids over there too yeah uh, I, I'm like to th- I like to think there's at least one person that came just to see us right like, yeah. oh there's a metal band they're playing with a punk band but I'll go and leave right <laughs> yeah. that might have happened yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and, the, uh, and then was uh, Solitary Solitude after the that, next one that was the second record yeah. yeah and that was also on Epic yeah yeah
1: they put out that live album because they, <coughs> they needed the money for the second video. They was even yeah. like thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 on videos back in the day. Yeah, yeah. You I know sh- it's nuts, right? It is. It's crazy. Yeah. You go there, you go to the set and there's like 20 makeup and food right. people there and we're like, like how long is this going to take? Right. You yeah, know, with the railroad tracks with the cameras. And yeah. Like, this is fucking metal video. It's not... Yeah. A yeah, how movie. was that experience? So you it was embarrassing. Did, yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot, a lot of bands... Because you just want to play music and... But at that time... That's sort of what you did. So you did. Lip syncing. And, yeah.
1: and you lip syncing in front of like 30 people. Yeah. And they're, they're all like, oh, really? Yeah. Yes.
0: And fucking booms. And <laughs> like enjoy. they have
1: real jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, getting paid by studio companies. Right. They're probably also companies. going, fuck, yeah. why am I fucking here? Right. <laughs> That's their first gig. Yeah. Oh, we have to go shoot a metal band lip syncing. <laughs> These punks. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I'm glad we did it. Yeah, yeah. MTV and stuff. You know,
0: yeah. The live records cool too. Like, there's not many metal bands were doing live records, so yeah, thanks. Nice. Like, th- like thrash bands. So.
1: so they, yeah, they they put up the live record to finance the video because we were like, how do you have one record and then you have a live <laughs> oh, right. record? Yeah, yeah. Were people questioning that? Like, why? Aren't, there, yeah, I know. Right. Like, if there was the internet back then, I'm sure oh, there'd yeah, a yeah, million websites oh, yeah, just like, like, yeah, going, "What yeah,
0: the? Yeah, who are these guys think they are? <laughs> right.
1: Which yeah. is just in the east after their first <laughs> record.
0: I know, <laughs> definitely. And so, and then. Uh,
1: oh, you know so. what? We, you know what else happened was uh, Westwood One was there for Metal Church. Oh, okay. And so they gave us a deal. They're like, we're oh, here it. anyway, and yeah. we'll kind of use you guys as a sound check, and, yeah. and who knows? it Sounds great. Though. And it it's came out well true. enough yeah. that
0: CBS bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some live metal records you hear, it's, the mix is terrible, but that's, that's mm. that record sounds good. And that was at Harpo's in Detroit. It was like a nice theater. Yeah. Which yeah, so when, when you guys toured with Metal Church, were you playing like, uh, like mid-size or bigger places? It was or?
1: anywhere from their first place in Seattle to yeah. kick off the tour was like a Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's a place they used to go to all the time. Yeah. It was, a, it was a big Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that's And funny. we were like, you know, we got off the plane like, this is where we're playing? <laughs> like, seriously? Like but then they Spinal that movie. Yeah. <laughs> But then there'd be some smaller theaters, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, anywhere from clubs where yeah. you're playing on the floor. Yeah. And then there'd be a theater with, you know, 3,000 seats or whatever. And yeah.
0: Like, okay, I can yeah. do the mix. Yeah. And we were
1: just happy to be playing. I yeah.
0: Mean. And they were pretty new at that point, too, weren't they, Metal Church? Maybe no, they had... Um, was that on the Dark album? Or no, or? that was
1: Blessing in Disguise. Okay. When Mike Howe had just started singing with them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, you know, Fake Healer. And I think yeah. they had just started getting radio played yeah, yeah. Really, at that time. That was yeah. 80, okay. 80, So they 89. were on their way up for a yeah. yeah, and they were a great bunch of guys. It was all yeah. a different crew Yeah. from, you know, Kirk wasn't there. He had, yeah. he had taken his hiatus. Right. Uh, so it was all different people. Yeah. And then... Like, I, I used to listen to that first record. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm on tour with them, you know? know. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, so did you, like... As you toured and and throughout the years with Malaya Rage, did you end up meeting any, like, big, you know, scorpions or or people like that? I met all them guys
1: when I came back from Hollywood. Yeah. I started being that, like, 18-year-old groupie backstage going, hey, I know, blah, blah, blah. They let me in. Oh, yeah. I'd be backstage at at a Shankar concert. And next thing you know, Ronnie Dio's handed me a joint. (laughs) We're all standing. Like Andy Parker. Yeah. And people I don't know that I should have known. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And Ronnie Dio turns over and hands me the joint. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, all right, I'm smoking a joint with Ronnie Dio. Yeah, that's
0: amazing.
1: I met the Scorpions backstage with them, and by that yeah. time they were eating oranges and fruit instead of drinking. Oh, right, right.
0: Yeah.
1: Of course. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, Aerosmith a bunch of times because of my last child connections. Yeah, yeah. I bought one of Joe Perry's Stratocasters. I bought oh, nice. one of Brad Woodford's Marshall fifty watt amps yeah. with a master volume custom. Oh, awesome. Custom to it, and nice. I wish I had the, that equipment. I know. You know? Right? Yeah. So yeah, I started meeting people and just yeah. becoming like a fucking groupie, I guess, which is yeah. kind of sad for a guy, but yeah, no, that's
0: it was fun. Yeah, yeah, you know? meeting uh, people because you're, I mean, you were a, a peer, you know, a, yeah. you're a musician, so. Uh, age doesn't you know you were in it for the same thing as these guys were so. exactly
1: and they probably remembered hey I was 18 months yeah, yeah, you know? yeah so I kind of get that out of my system for yeah. a couple of years and then once Malai Rage started it, you know I was busy doing that yeah, anyway. yeah. but yeah um, on tour on tour with Metal Church uh, Metallica I think we were playing with Overkill mm-hmm. and Metallica had come to the Ritz and oh, we nice. played like just before yeah and so they saw us play and yeah um, uh, Queensrÿch, uh, yeah. they were on tour with Metal Church. At one, I mean, with Metallica at one point. They they came on the bus and oh, had a couple uh. drinks with us, whatever. Yeah, but it was nothing. I wasn't really, ch- you know, chasing people around. Right, at right. that point, yeah. At that point, yeah. I, you know,
0: I yeah. had a big ego at that time.
1: <laughs> 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 like you coming on my bus. On right. Yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: and then, like, so back in Bo- like in Boston at that time, you know, we have a lot of great metal bands here. But it seemed like as like in the whole world of metal, like Boston never uh, got respect as like a, right. a metal. Like but we had like Wargasm and Steel You're Assassin. Steel Assassin, yeah. you Subjugator. Subjugator, uh, tempering Insanity. Yeah, yeah, all these thrash bands and now there's bad still karma. A, yeah, bad karma, yeah. Um Deslock, Formicide. Oh side, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kevin, yeah. Yeah. Why why do you think that like we never caught it? You know i, I
1: think, think. cuz by the time those guys that were just behind us yeah. you know we had a head start yeah and, and to this day you know we'll all agree yeah. that Wargasm should have been like the band <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 like steel sats in all respects to them too yeah. but Wargasm was like the right time yeah yeah right formula, three, yeah. three dudes just bashing their brains out. Yeah, and they got fucked by the label, I like as,
0: as Bob talked about a little bit on when I had him on my, on the podcast. Episode 29, was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, so.
1: Yeah, they just, I feel like they deserved it a lot more than we did. Yeah. I mean, I can listen to I their first album, I can't listen to our first album. No, no, I, I,
0: <laughs> I you know, I was thinking of uh, like the beginning of the end, your, your yeah. song. That's I put that with like two minutes to midnight living after like as like just a classic classic awesome stuff. That's cool. Song. Thank you. And, yeah, but I you know, I, I put you guys in orgasm rate the same. Cool, thanks. Yeah. yeah I just I, uh, but,
1: but, yeah. But yeah, so maybe those guys that were just behind us yeah. the times have changed. You know? yeah, I mean we yeah. were we got cut from our record label because of grunge in ninety yeah.
0: one. Yeah, so that that was my next question. So, and so you I'm guys sure end up getting dropped. Same
1: thing, yeah. They probably got frustrated. People weren't going out to see metal anymore. Yeah, yeah. the clubs were all going away. Jacks, Jumpin' Jack Flash, Jumbos, yeah. Bunratties, yep.
0: the Channel. Yeah, uh, it all sort of moved out to Worcester. Like the, the metal, like in yeah. Boston, wasn't. It was a long period where it wasn't. And even still now, there's not. There's a lot of uh, more underground and like death metal and black metal and that kind of stuff. Right, doom and that stuff gets. But sort of like the traditional thrash and regular metal seems to stay out. There are, <laughs> or what's yeah, there? Like, it was great Boston,
1: like here in Salem. Yeah, yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah.
0: But the bands are still there, which is, which is cool. Yeah. Is.
1: And some so, of those are kind of upcoming too for the yeah, same reason. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it, it's still there. But uh, for whatever reason, we never got pegged I mean, as a metal city, like yeah. LA or uh, like in Florida. They had all those uh, death metal bands later on. And so... Yeah. So after, so after you guys got dropped, what did, uh, what, where would you go from there? Oh, boy. That was really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so Tony uh, wanted to start a, that side band called Cactus Land. And, yeah. uh he knew, he knew Paul, you know, again, I right. apologize for my names and faces. Right. And Paul was in a, a band around here, a uh, great singer. So we were playing like it was like Malaya Rage Light. It was it was kind of a more melodic, more radio friendly. If I had to say that, yeah. Um, and he pretty much had a whole album written already. Oh okay. And so we started grabbing different people.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and we actually got signed to. It was Aries Records, and I think they were a subsidiary. I I thought they were a subsidiary of Warner Brothers, but I forget. Yeah. Uh, we got signed. We did a record, we shot a video, and then we never got distribution. So the whole thing was canned. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) So we spent like a year or two doing that. We played a bunch of shows. Right. It was like, it was too heavy for radio, but it was too light for for metal.
0: So it was that era of music where it seemed like they didn't, like the labels had a specific idea of what they wanted, but also a lot of bands got fucked because of that.
1: Yeah, that gray area.
0: Yeah, yeah, if you were too metal or too... It was like the King's X. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah,
1: not heavy enough for the heavy kids. <sighs> right, too heavy for the yeah know, the radio
0: or and then, whatever. And then it sounds like the Beatles sometimes. Those guys. Yeah, like, you know, they, they, they were the my melodies. favorite
1: band though. At, at now at yeah. this time, like yeah. 93 94
0: Yeah. So you were listening to a lot of that kind of stuff.
1: Kings but. X and Galactic Cowboys. Oh yeah,
0: Galactic Cowboys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You remember them?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I can't remember what they sounded like but I remember the band
1: they were like King's X but heavier okay a lot heavier oh alright and the see. same like Journey Harmonies yeah you know, yeah harmonies yeah, yeah. nice I, I bought every one of those both those bands records right. I went and saw them every time they played yeah. and to oh, this nice. day I see King's X every, every yeah. year you know yeah they're, they're, they put out
0: a lot of good music yeah yeah and they're great musicians and yeah. those
1: guys too they still go to the back of the room and sign autographs for two others nice. if you want you know? yeah That's down awesome. to earth after 15-20 hours yeah I know right that's cool those poor bastards I mean they're playing you know 500 people I know
0: I know it's it's cool to see all these bands are back out there it's also sad that yeah they, they're they playing smaller places now but but selfishly but I'm glad because I don't yeah, have yeah. to go to this yeah, exactly know, yeah you can go so to Beverly to see right? Ace Freely yeah like, you know I feel like Ace Freely um, but um, it's
1: 20 bucks it's 20 minutes yeah, away yeah exactly you know beers are $7 yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I know I went to see uh, Iron Maiden last summer. And normally, the the really big shows at this point I stay away from, but I live like 10 minutes from Great Woods now. So oh, I was great. like, yep, I'm going to go see Iron Maiden. Because <laughs> I, I don't know when I'll... I probably won't go see them again at this... You know, like I've seen them so many times. Yeah. It was such a good show that I there would be a good bookend to...
1: I like, heard nothing but good reviews about the yeah, show, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. They were doing like sort of a great... like uh, a mix of stuff. So
1: Eddie Trunk was talking about them that whole like couple of weeks that they were yeah, like, passing yeah. by or whatever and just yeah. saying how great they all yeah. were on stage. Yeah,
0: yeah. they opened with uh, Aces High and then went right into Where Eagles Dare, which is one of my favorite yeah. from my <laughs> peace of mind. So, it, Flight of Icarus. Yeah, it was good, good, definitely a good tour. Um, so, so now Grunge is happening. Yeah. And you guys are... So Malaya Rage is kind so, of on hold. Yeah, the
1: Cactus Lamp thing came and went. And um, what happened after that? I think uh, I think Tony did another side project with just Paul, the singer.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it was really poppy. Yeah. And they did a, a CD. didn't play any shows. It was a right. studio thing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jack Kranicki from Backstreet Records. And I, I think he was from New Jersey or Connecticut. Yeah he took us on and we did Death Valley Dream oh yeah Malaya Rage yeah. comeback
0: Is that with Sully on that was that with
1: no uh... oh you know I missed that whole you know, I'm sorry
0: <laughs> yeah. No.
1: so yeah so after Cactus Lane, I think we um, we kept going to the studio doing like three song demos to get Malaya Rage back yeah. together yeah and we had so many people come and go, we had yeah. kids flying from St. Louis and they, right. they, they live at my house or live yeah. at someone's house, whatever. Uh, and Sully, we, we found Sully through, yeah. I forget what band he was in at the time, right. uh, was it Seca maybe? Oh yeah,
0: Se- yeah, Seca or or whatever Yeah, they were called. I think it was Seika at the time.
1: Yeah. And um, we just said, we did three demos, three songs each, but all with pretty much three three different rhythm sections. Yeah, each time, it's, yeah. It, it, it took about a year, year and a half to do yeah. that. And they were all just demos. Yeah. And then we all split up again. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we, we talked Mike into coming back. And yeah. And we got Bob Mayo to play bass. Yeah. And uh, we did Death Valley Dream. Yeah. And we did that record. And we played a handful of shows. And I think the record's great. Yeah. It was really kind of different for us. Yeah, there was like yeah. a punk song on it. And it was, yeah, uh, We fucking played a show with Warrant. <laughs> oh, my God. So this guy, Jack, he put a ton of money into us. Yeah, like I went, I'd go to a show, and in the foyer, there'd be like Malaya Rage lighters and coolies. and <laughs> like, like, what the... I thought it was great. I'm like, right, right yeah, we're going to make a comeback. Yeah, at, definitely. And someone cares. This is the early 90s now. This is uh, 90, 95? Yeah. Yeah, 90s, 95, yeah. 96. Yeah. We played with Warrant, and they like either they shut off our power or all of a sudden everything shit the bed right. we yeah. ended up playing like four songs yeah and then we left it was out in Worcester yeah and we got a flat tire in the van uh. like one in the morning on like yeah. was fucking Thursday yeah gonna be at work yeah and I was like I'm fucking done with this shit yeah yeah dealing with that yeah I think the other guys were too yeah and then nothing yeah in 96 I didn't I don't think I I played the guitar but I was like learning Galactic Cowboy songs or something yeah
0: just sort of for yourself to keep yourself busy, yeah. yeah. And the and the constant throughout the band has always been you and Tony. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: And you guys are close. We've always been on the same page. I've, yeah.
1: I've given up some opportunities. Yeah. Some regrettable, some not. Right. And yeah. I'm sure he's, you know, he's, he's I'm sure he's had opportunities or whatever. Yeah. But we've, yeah, always stuck together and it yeah. works well.
0: Yeah. And what, uh, so what brought you sort of back after that? So in
1: 2000. I think in 2001 I started playing with a cover punk band just for something to do. Yeah. And in 2002 or 3 uh, Tim Kukas from Screaming Ferret Records up in New Hampshire mm. wanted to put out like the demos, yeah. call it Unfinished Business. Yeah. So we took the nine songs we had from the three demos. Yeah. And he released that pretty much on his own. Right. And then um, he had a label Screaming Ferret uh, that he ended up getting enough money together and he wanted to put us in the studio for Barely Human. Okay. So we get, we got um we couldn't get Mike back. Right. We got Jesse back. We didn't have Stu. We got Barry Spielberg from Orgasm the drum. Yeah. Yeah. And and Paul the sing. Yeah. Um and we went and did Barely Human. Yeah. And we did shot of you know, did the record and the video. Yeah. And started playing some shows again. Nice. I think uh I forget. I don't, I don't think we played music at that time. We, we'd go to Chicago for like a metal yeah. fest. Or All right. We'd do some one-offs. Little festivals
0: and stuff. No touring or anything. Right, yeah. But I was so select. I'd just yeah. be playing it. Yeah, again. Be, yeah. And you guys dip back into the old stuff too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Paul didn't yeah. really want to sing the mic stuff though. Yeah. So it was, he had, we had to pick and choose. Yeah, okay. Which was our thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Jesse left. Yep. Um, we got Darren to play bass. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stu came back, played yeah. drums, yeah. And we did uh, Deep and Dreamless Sleep, which mm-hmm. was uh, a lot heavier, yeah, than Barely Human, right? And uh, we loved that album. We played Local Bazooka, and yeah. was that 2007 maybe? Yeah, we ended okay. up. Ironically, touring with Metal Church again. Like that, oh, that's right. what Malaya Rage actually means. It's an <laughs> band from Metal Church. <laughs> so that's the,
0: yeah, that, that's actually the real meaning.
1: <laughs> and it's unbelievable. It was a whole different bunch of guys. They, oh, okay. they had their lineup yeah, there, yeah. after 10 years. You yeah. know? Uh, we shared a bus with them again, yeah. which was awesome. A great yeah. bunch of dudes. Yeah.
0: How was that tour? That was fun. Yeah. In the fun. States and a lot just of the theaters. States. Yeah.
1: Um, and there was a couple of shows that like uh, Testament or Overkill would jump on oh, nice. in New Jersey or New York or whatever yeah. and they'd jump on for a one off
0: oh that's awesome
1: um, the tour itself physically sucked because we lost heat on the bus for about three days uh, it was the dead of winter uh, I know whose idea was it to get on a bus like <laughs> January 3rd
0: right oof <laughs> yeah
1: you had to go through Colorado like oh, right. just the dead of winter we are yeah. wearing our coats to pod oh. called bed or whatever pod. yeah yeah <laughs> And you could see your breath, and you could wake up. In the bus. 30 degrees. But we had a blast. We loved, those guys are great. Yeah. They're nice to us. And, yeah.
0: Uh, and metal at that point was doing well. So was like, yeah. Yeah, people were, I mean, it never sort of went away. I think the fans have always been the most loyal hmm. for music scenes. and We're always so, there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Even the guys that are in their 50s with kids and yeah, real jobs yeah. and stuff kind of, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they come back from time to time. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, like you said it, it gets to a point where you can't really unless you can really do it for a living, but if you can't, it's nice to just do little one-offs and yeah. shows here and there, a little brief tour, so.
1: So we toured with them for we did the states again.
0: Yeah. Nice.
1: And uh what happened after that? <laughs> 2007. I think that was I think that was the last last go around. Yeah. Um, Until well playing live right oh no um, Masquerade Okay. so we talked Mike into coming back for an album
0: yeah Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we did Masquerade I think that came out in 2009 or 10 yeah this is where everything's it's it's funny the closer things get there's more sketchy I know when was
0: Idle Hands
1: that was uh, two years ago there's a couple more albums in there though yeah yeah middle right (laughs) so Masquerade came out we did our last two shows we played yeah. awesome awesome story true story yeah um, we played with Anvil at the House of Blues oh nice I had seen the movie like the night before yeah and so then had to see them you know play on stage with them yeah. and that was a blast yeah I bet. and then we had our very last show at Whiplash in Stoughton oh nice in 2010 that was yeah. the last time we've actually played together really yeah and then uh, we got uh, we did Dead to the World, yeah, in 2012, yeah, same lineup. Mm-hmm. Didn't play any shows. We, then we found Mark Lopes. Yeah, he's now singing for Ross the Boss, I think.
0: Oh, all right, all right. Um,
1: And we did the Warrior record. Yeah. Didn't play any shows. Yeah. And then uh, it brings us to Idle Hands. Yeah, which came out in. April of 2018. Yeah. Which is definitely, you know, every band probably says the last is our best <laughs> record and you right. want to feel like that's all you've been working on is your best yeah. stuff.
0: That's a good record. I, I, are you, I, are you yeah. familiar with it? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, the last couple of weeks I've been kind of going back through. Cool. And uh, that, that, I like that one.
1: Yeah, we're excited. what well, we were excited about yeah, it Yeah, yeah. It was, oh, the, the, the production on that? Yeah, Between yeah. Rich and uh, Pete Rucho? Yeah. Uh, it just... Incredible. Yeah, no, did. it sounds
0: great. And uh, so, you got have you guys thought of doing any shows?
1: Um, we don't have a. We don't have the right lineup that will leave. Yeah, to play shows. Me right. and Tony are always in. and yeah. actually, Stu, me, Tony, and Stu are always yeah. in. Yeah, we'll go to Europe for fifty bucks. Yeah, if it means playing in front of hundred people. Yeah, um, but there's other people that will not leave their house. Right, right. Receive the paycheck.
0: Yeah. Uh. It's kind of stinks. <laughs> really
1: stinks. But we're also getting older, too. And yeah.
0: So responsibility. I'm not sure I can yeah.
1: even play Have that stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I try to, like, sometimes I'll go into, into the room and I'll, I'll, like, try to relearn a lead that I played. And yeah. Not that it's very technical. It right. really isn't. I'm not, like, this virtuoso by any means at mm-hmm. all. But I'm just so far from not playing, that, not being on stage yeah. with that band. With right. that band in 10 yeah. years, 9 years. Yeah. That I'd have to get my speed back up. Yeah. And really, yeah. I'd have to really practice. And yeah.
0: But it sounds like you always did that though. So you always, when you knew it was time to sort of uh, step up, you were able yeah. to, to do that. Yeah. And I've been in other bands. Yeah.
1: Was, I think in... Um, 2012, in between doing a record every other year yeah, yeah. doing anything else, right. I said to myself, I want to buy a Les Paul and join a punk band. Yeah. And on Craigslist, like three weeks later, I found a band called The Stretchers out of Boston. Yeah. And I went down and auditioned with my brand new Les Paul that I yeah. just bought like two weeks before and yeah. ended up joining their band. And oh, uh, nice. We just did a bunch of live shows for, for about a year. Yeah. They already recorded the album. Oh, wow. And that was a blast. To me. Was it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Nice.
1: And, uh, then also the, I started a band called the Jack Widows with the rhythm guitar player from The Stretches, Chris Miller okay he's, in, he's been in bands this yeah life too. what kind of stuff is that um, it's just like hard rock yeah but he's so punk influenced and I'm so kind of hard rock metal influenced yeah he'd be playing like a punk riff under my metal riff and yeah it just worked out great oh nice. nice And we got we had a great rhythm section yeah and we, we played for about six months or so yeah uh, New York and Canada and, and New England and, yeah we had a blast and then right. lineup changes. and That was pretty much the end of my stage experience. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a couple few years. Yeah. So if anybody's looking for a guitar player, let <laughs> me you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then as far as uh, Malaya Rage releases, they just uh, reissued one of your records recently. Is that true? Yeah, um,
1: Deep in Dreamless Sleep. Yeah. It uh, was remixed. It was remixed. And remastered. Uh, that kid, Pete Rucho, he just. Yeah. Man, he loves the band so much, and he's a big fan of Paul. And yeah, um, he's a good friend. And he just sometimes he'll just do shit on his own time. Yeah, and Divebomb Records has been awesome. Right, they've been releasing everything else on vinyl. Like yeah, every, yeah. Almost, almost every one of our albums are now literally on, on vinyl. Oh, nice. Um, and there's so many re-releases I can't even keep tabs. Right, I'm Like yeah. Tony, just save me a copy and it comes in the mail, and I'll <laughs> right. pick it up. Yeah. And he just gives me a bag of swag, and I'm yeah. like, nice. I'm like, what am I gonna do with these? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd love to listen to them on my turntable, but right now I don't have a turntable. Yeah, anymore.
0: it's in your storage. Or, yeah.
1: Once I move and get in a permanent place.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's what I did. I've been in my place now for a few years, and I had records in storage for years. Oh. And, now that I feel sort of settled, I've I've set up a turntable and good. started buying old records again and shit. So. Is it a good feeling once you yeah, get Yeah, yeah, yeah. But part of me is, like, looking at all of them now and going, fuck, I have to fucking move again. I get to <laughs> do all this shit. So part of me is like, all right, maybe it should stop because I've gotten to that nerdy music guy thing where I'm, like, buying different, you know, I have, like, four copies of the Sabbath version. Volume 4, like the Japanese one, The you know.
1: I don't think that's very. I think it's yeah, yeah, like, I like music and actually, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I so. mean, drugs or alcohol. that's yeah. a waste of money. Yeah, exactly. You don't have nothing to show for. Yeah, it, exactly. So yeah, yeah it exactly. Brain cells or That's how I feel. Yeah. So the records are tangible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, other than having to get up and switch it every twenty minutes. Yeah, but, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I mean, who doesn't want to like look at? The yeah, yeah. yeah. The it brings records? that.
0: Yeah, it brings that whole thing back to me. Is when we were like younger and you'd get a record and you'd sit mm-hmm. there and like, like those, you know. Sabbath albums or the Aussie album, yeah. or Scorp, any of those records that had cool covers like Blue to Cult, you'd sit there staring at them while listening yeah. to it. You know, so
1: to this day, I mean, if I really want a record, I'm gonna go and buy the CD yeah. or, or the record. Yeah, I want it in my hands. Yeah, the yeah. digital downloads. I mean, I can listen. I to Pandora Pandora. Yeah. If I just want to hear the tune.
0: Yeah, yeah, i have been buying CDs still because my. Uh, when I bought this car I made sure it had a CD player too because I yeah. I, still have, I still have so many I have thousands of CDs they're all in like the wallets now and stuff yeah. so but uh is I it hard know.
1: finding a car without a C, with a CD player now? I think they're I don't
0: think they're making them now or they're probably mine's in 2016 so it's so but yeah I imagine they're of course, I feel like that. When them they them. stopped
1: having ashtrays. I'm like, I never buy a car I know, I an know right? I know, right? Guess what? I still assume. So weird. It.
0: I know, or the cigarette lighters. Yeah. Now it's just it's for the, the charge your <laughs> phone. Yeah. It doesn't have the actual cigarette lighter in it. It's weird. Yeah. But sometimes you go on an airplane and there's an ashtray still.
1: Yeah, I which remember is, those? Uh, little things.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just weird <laughs> to even think.
1: I remember that we, when we went overseas with gangrene, yeah. uh, we flew British Airways, and for yeah. some reason it was one of those double decker planes. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. Model that is. Yeah, but it was open bar. Yeah, and you could chain smoke. Oh yeah, yeah. And so we would all stand on the spiral staircase because it was like fifteen or twenty of us. Yeah, yeah. Just you know tearing apart the bar. <laughs> Imagine gangrene. I know, right? Like this.
0: That's awesome.
1: They must have been getting great fuel, getting like gas mileage out of the plane because the load was so lightened by know, the right? alcohol
0: consumption. Like yeah, serious. I <laughs> know, right? As, as it, it moved. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: just chain smoking. <laughs> for an 8 hour 12 hour flight whatever that was yeah of course what we all slept it? on the floor at Heathrow once we got there oh yeah we were all passed out yeah just laying on the floor next to our guitars <laughs> and waiting for someone to come get us
0: yeah <laughs> you miss all that absolutely stuff yeah yeah, yeah. but I'm, it's it's.
1: I'm still like 16 in my head you know yeah I yeah. take off to play in a shit band to not you know yeah. to play guitar everyday yeah yeah I mean not that I can't play guitar everyday right there's no yeah nobody listening yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you always have it for yourself,
0: right? Yeah, but it's nice to to have you know someone else dig what you're doing, or a crowd of people digging. Yeah,
1: or, or even just to be in the room with your band. Yeah, and have yeah, it I all know. come to life just yeah. in rehearsal.
0: Yeah, that was one of, when I played music. That was one of my favorites. You know, it was great to play shows and have people say, "Oh, you guys are great," but the. The moments when it was just us in the, the room, no, you know, nobody in there with us, no yeah. girlfriends and no friends, just the three of us creating. That was the best, putting music together, recording it, and yeah. that was where it all happened. That's where that so, feeling
1: comes from. That's where yeah. it started to begin with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're actually doing something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's a lot of work. So, and it, but it pays off to you guys when you're when it finally comes together. You know, right. so definitely.
1: I had a, a bandmate of mine and we rehearsing once or twice a week whatever it was and we're playing shows and we're recording we're in the studio we're working out all the bugs making sure the record's going to be just perfect and we're worrying about mixing and, yeah. and the whole bit his ex-wife now yeah. his wife at the time he came home with the CD finally after a year yeah. of practicing and shows and yeah. recording he's like this is what I've been doing every yeah. Wednesday night right. this is it she's like that's it that's why you've been gone every Wednesday night for <laughs> a year and a lot of Fridays and Saturdays right. that's yeah. why you have to show for it and that's course, they divorce divorced now. But yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not the right woman that doesn't appreciate the, that. <laughs> you know? The, the amount of sweat right. and blood and tears and, and work. Even,
1: and it's not even that. Like we were just saying, it's about the love of doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so proud when a record comes out.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have like a new piece of art or yeah. you know whatever that you put together. To me, it's school. not work. I mean, yeah. being yeah. in a
1: recording studio, like... Yeah, I've never been in a in a place in my life where the clock goes by faster. Yeah, I know, right? Like, yeah.
0: yeah, I know. You're like, fuck, we've been here nine hours already. Right. I want to stay, but they're like, your ears are fried. It's not going to sound right. good, you know. So,
1: but then at work, or if you're bored on a Sunday, you look at the clock three times, and you're like, oh, yeah, man, like, <laughs> I wish this was recording time. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Well, uh, to wrap it up, you know, I, you know, hopefully. You guys play some shows again at some I hope point. I so too. Thank you. It'll be great to uh, see you. And uh, you have anything else you want to add or anything? That's oh, I appreciate yeah.
1: you having me. It has yeah. been a pleasure talking to you. I know we just met, yeah, yeah, a lot in common. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I think we probably have a lot of friends in common. And yeah, so
1: crossing the same circles for the past yeah. 25, 30 thirty, three hundred. I'm not going to. I know. I however many <laughs> years. Twenty years. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. say twenty. <laughs> yeah,
0: twenty. That sounds good. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right.
1: Take care. <laughs>